0: Welcome to Ber-rated, B-rated conversations. Join us as we talk to the creative people behind the independent movies and get the behind-the-scenes stories. All right. Well, thank you for being here. We're here with Steve Rudzinski, director of Karis Hell and Karis Hell 2. Uh, I meant, uh, uh, well, thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's a I'm pleasure to be here. I the
0: old intro. <laughs> yeah well i'm glad you're here like we we love this movie this is uh like like we do horror comedy we love horror comedy and this is like the perfect level of uh how do i say it uh like like comedy and the and the horror elements together
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i appreciate that thank you
2: no problem yeah it was great Um, we don't yeah who told us to watch this one sorry I for, in my notes I forgot which which one of our guests is like dude check out Karis Hell and we're like All that right. was um the
0: guy that played Floyd in Lamageddon. Yes. oh
2: hell yeah
1: yeah love yes. guys
0: so yeah we talked to him he was a delight
1: he's a joy yep. if if he still lived in Ohio we would have worked out a Carousel Lamageddon crossover film for sure sweet. Which, <laughs>
2: Would that even be legal to make, man? Like,
1: <laughs> I was in talks with the uh, Killer Pinata guy as well when I was making Carousel too, but then just sh- a lot of stuff hit the fan, and I was like uh, hired to make a a big film called Shingles the Movie, and that's taken up my entire past year. So any crossovers got kind of pushed to the wayside for now.
2: No, it was funny. Yeah, as soon as he said, we're like, all right. So then we went, we checked it out, man, and so much so much uh i don't even like don't even know where to start man well i guess we, can, we could really. like,
0: you could just if you could synopsize <laughs> right. if you will uh the oh. concept of carousel
1: sure right uh the synopsis is uh, duke is the prettiest carousel unicorn in the world and he is tired of getting abused day by day by bratty kids one day, an especially bratty child pushes him too far, so he breaks free of the ride and goes on a bloody rampage of revenge, killing anyone in the way of him and that kid.
0: That's Duke good. is the
1: protagonist. It's basically <laughs> the crow. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah. Which I like that. Like, I like how, like, something so simple as him wiping a booger on on Duke is the is the bridge too far that sets him off.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: that's so funny. <laughs> You know what's? Go ahead.
2: Where did you like come up with the idea? Because like I was talking with Anthony, I was like, this seems like it's kind of based off of a semi true story, and like I 100 support the reason behind everything, and it could be one of our PSAs about it. I don't know if yeah, you ever be, heard this nice story.
1: The idea came from the creator, who wasn't me. I'm the co-writer, I'm the director, but the creator of Carousel is Aline Isley, who co-wrote the script with me. Uh, Basically, it was a shower thought. That's how she describes it uh, when she tells the story. She was just in the shower thinking about the floating horses from Mary Poppins and said, Oh shit, we should make a horror movie with that. Uh, And then she she came to me and said, Steve, we should make a movie. And I hear that a thousand times a day. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Please don't. <laughs> no, no. It's about a killer carousel horse. Wait, no. Killer carousel unicorn. And the movie would be called Carousel. Hell.
2: That's Immediately
1: good. I'm signed on. And I say, okay, that's great. Great title. Because that's like 90% of an indie film in my opinion. Uh, but why, why is he killing people? I need a motivation. What is the reason? And directly in front of me, she just thought, like, moment. Moment. Okay. He... Just gets abused by some like little shitty fat kid and he wants to kill that kid I'm like I'm signed on let's do this <laughs> she used to work at Cedar Point years ago and always watched kids abuse the rides
0: oh okay okay
1: and that's where she pulled that from, from I'm pretty sure yeah, I saw that
0: on uh what was it undercover boss or something okay yeah. yeah
2: okay but that's the PSA don't be a dick Yeah. <laughs> so, what was funny like after kind of watch this I was like dude I don't know if you guys heard that story back in like 2008 at the I think it was the San Francisco Zoo where those like college kids were like being dicks to like the lions or the tigers and they were like throwing bottles at them and shit like that. And so somehow the tigers or the lions or everyone escaped from their their habitat and chased down just these three college kids and ate them and fucking killed them right there. And you're just like, damn. So that kind of proves like, you know what? They're not just crazy-ass, savage animals that would just murder anybody in their sight. They had a meaning and a reason to be doing it, which is the exact same way. I 100% supported that little punk-ass kid getting fucking (laughs) murdered by a unicorn. (laughs) You know? That isn't your goddamn ride. You shouldn't be an asshole to it, hitting it and kicking it, wiping your shitty-ass boogers on it. Like, (laughs) no, man.
1: Yeah, the other kids on that ride were being very polite. They were.
2: (laughs) That kid. You know, it also, I know a kid that eats his pancakes like that. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Who eats his pancakes <laughs> like that? You know? Like, I'm a dad, and I have a kid, and he has, you know, friends that sleep over. And they'll eat their pancakes. I was like, you don't cut it into, like, bite-sized pieces? Like, you just go the whole thing, huh? Like, all right. You know? So 100% when I realized what's going to happen, I was like, oh, God, this movie just... Can't get any better, but then bam, all of a sudden, something happens, and that's what starts going on. It was what the uh, the clown that was talking to the horse and sat on the neck. I was like, okay, you know, this clown's obviously smoking PCP, but then it turned out everything was real that was going on. Like, it just super fun to watch, man. Like, there's so much stuff in it, you know, but uh the
0: thing that I really enjoyed and maybe you can kind of go behind the thought process of it is like in in films like this, sometimes they rely on CGI and like Mm -hmm. in this one, he's just a carousel horse. And I think that's the, 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 the funniness of it. And, and there's a lot of practical which goes like towards the realness and the comedy, which worked well.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, that was a big thing when Aline was pitching it, you know, was that, again, her vision was those floating horses for Mary Poppins, so that's what she wanted. She wanted just this inanimate... An- I mean, we're both big fans of inanimate mm-hmm. killer object movies, you know? Like, we love a lot of stuff like that. Ginger Dead Man, the, the Puppet Master series. Uh, this this movie is, was inspired a lot, especially by the Jack Frost films. <sighs> um, not the one with Michael Keaton. The other oh, yeah. One. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was a a big thing you know we had to buy this horse you know we wrote the script we didn't have a horse i see that come up all the time on like some reviews or like some podcasts where like they're talking about like obviously these guys just had this horse it's like no we fucking did not that (laughs) horse cost twelve hundred dollars to get oh Oh, my god and shit (laughs) and we had to turn it into a unicorn we had cody rook turn it into a unicorn because it was just a horse and Aline painted it, because it also came unpainted, what just the hell? flat. $200 and wow. even paint it? <laughs> oh
2: That's goodness. how big a,
1: a new, full-size carousel horses.
0: is. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's dedication.
1: Yeah, so... Um, but in terms of, like, practical versus CGI, I mean, I'm a big guy that believes in using all the tools that you have at your disposal. Wow. I definitely don't agree with like these big studio films that over rely on CGI that are consistently making changes every last minute to make them look like garbage. Uh, But at the same time, I also am not on the same train as like other indie guys. There's just like, fuck CGI. I never use it. Like, no, there is some CGI in carousel, you know, like the pest dispenser kill head is a great practical effect, but we use CGI to put the actor's face over top of the dummy head right before the kick. Otherwise it wouldn't have looked as good as it did. Or, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, the laser eyes was yeah. CGI. That's nearly impossible to do practically. But then we flip that with doing the practical puppet, getting sucked in and melting and becoming like a dry as a bone. So it's it's about doing as much as you can with everything that you can. Um, I always, when I can, want the effect to be as practical as possible as the basis. And then if we need to touch up with CGI, we do um, a, a, about a full third, if not more, of the budget on this film went towards just the practical effects, because wow. it is important to me. With these sorts of like horror movies, these slasher movies, is that you need them to also be very good practical gore movies. In addition to that, I mean, I like the I like the laughs. I like having fun with my horror movies, but I also like seeing Jason rip off a head.
0: Yeah, oh, I, I, I get that. It's a good mm-hmm. balance.
2: Yeah, like that. You mentioned the one that gets his head kicked off. Like, I was like, when that happened, like, you'll, like, it instantly was like, holy shit. Like, Anthony and I, we watch the movie, like, from the, I don't know how the hell I'm going to say, like, we don't watch it before we do the episode. So, all of our holy shits are, like, actually, like, legit, like, emotions. Good. You know? So, there's so much that was going on in the movie, but there's a couple of holy shits and good gods, you know, that happened for sure. The the head kick in half. That that one was really really surprising and just the what it looked like too. Like, damn, man. Like it was really good. And then what I think there was the other funny ones where the guys are like, I wish I'd die together, bro. And, then, and they do. Oh great. There was what else? But you know, something funny, though, um, for my movie, it was the uh, the adult, the sex scene, right? With the, uh, <laughs> yes. yes. For some reason, like I paused the movie to go get a drink before that movie, before that scene came. When I came in, I unpaused the movie and yeah. everything was like green and red and like warped and everything like that. And I was like, oh, so this must be like a trip or something. <laughs> and then after, after when she leaves the room, it was still that green and wavy. And I was like, what the fuck? This can't be right. And so I clicked pause and I clicked play and everything was back to normal. So I rewound it a couple seconds. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so it just made that scene for me at least so much like funnier than what was going on. But thought that I'd bring that up, that for some reason, your, uh, your movie and my TV linked together at the exact same perfect time to make it look like it was even more trippier than what was actually going on.
1: So. Well, I'm glad that you fixed it so you could see what was actually really going on, because you would never see that anywhere else. Yeah, that was
0: definitely different. <laughs> it was. I wasn't ready for that one, but uh, it was a nice little setup, like when she goes upstairs and she's like, no, I'm not going to see Preston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But I even, try to make it as obvious as possible. That's why I like to write my characters. Like, everyone is very clearly telling the truth or very clearly bad at lying. Well, yeah. Even, it, it did
0: feel. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Not, go for it. Go for it. I was, like, it, it felt to me like, and like it, it either works or it doesn't. And in this movie, it really does that, like, characters have a motivation and. Like, either they, like, try to, like, flesh it out and build it under layers and create a character around the motivation. (laughs) Or in this movie, it's like, this is my motivation. Like, that's, you learn it two seconds after you see the character and it, like, it works for the world. It's very (laughs) playful.
1: I like, I like live action cartoons. So I make live action cartoons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was also like. Even why the whole story's going on in front of us, like you still put like funny details into everything, like you know that opening scene. Well, not the opening scene, but there's the scene where the couple, the car drives by, and the guy's like, "See, nobody's even around," and then all of a sudden, Ninja Stars. But there's, I remember the the brother and sister. Like, I was going to make a joke about them being French Canadian, and then sure enough, they turned out to be French Canadian. But even when they're like. Okay, we want some cheese and wine. And what was it? It said uh, Captain Zack's Totally Accurate Wine. Captain Z's. Captain Z's Totally Accurate Pirate Wine. Yes, like, which is another film I made. The details of even the funny like joke about the pirate wine. Yes. You know? And then what, I uh, couldn't see it says... Uh, accurate, Red, I think. <laughs> Maybe <right>? it's good. <laughs> yeah, so even just the details of like, all of that stuff where something is happening in front of you but then if you look even deeper into it then it's even more stuff is funny you know i
1: i love a lot of details to my humor i to me comedy is definitely one of the like most subjective genres because it really comes down to not only Are there going to be people that recognize something's a comedy and find nothing funny in it? There will also be people that legitimately don't know something's trying to be funny. That, like, will not understand something as a joke. So for me, when I'm trying to write comedy, sort of my mindset, and I don't always necessarily follow this step by step, but, like, sort of my mindset is that we need to make, like, so many jokes... That even if someone only laughs at a third of them, they're laughing the whole movie.
0: Um,
1: I want there to be so many jokes that people are missing jokes and will catch different jokes the next time they watch the movie, hopefully, if they rewatch
2: the movie.
0: So there are, like,
2: yeah, there's what, even if, like I said, paying attention closer to details, like the front door, all of a sudden there's just a boiling hot pot of coffee as soon as you open the front door.
1: Why would that be in the foyer? (laughs) I don't
2: know.
1: It made me laugh. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you see, like you pay attention, you're just like, wait a second, you're like, was that really just, and then they use it to throw on that guy, and you're just like, what, why the hell is it right there at the front door, like, see, it's like, stuff like that, where, like, I don't know, man, just watch the entire movie, it seemed like it was just so easy, and such easy flow, like, another paying attention to detail, how he's like, never have I ever Anthony was talking about it, uh, get paid forty three twenty six for the pizzas, you know, like, I like how the same amount of money was every single time instead of it, you know, oh, this time it's 43, next time it's 42, next time it's 36. Absolutely not. Details. (laughs) I honestly did not know there were so many pickup lines for pizza delivery, guys.
1: That was all Elaine Isley. She Uh. pulled out every goddamn pizza. Come on. I was losing my mind.
2: (laughs) Ever since I've applied to every pizza place within like a 50-mile radius of my house.
0: Which I have to say, uh, that character, um, the the pizza guy, because I figured out it was you, um, like is one of the best characters in the movie. Uh, like he's <laughs> just so funny. Like he's so oblivious to the fact that she's hitting on him, and he's so hyper focused on getting his money to to save his dog. Yes, He loves his dog, Otis man. Who does Barkmeyer? Otis Barkmeyer. Uh,
1: I did not want to play that role. I was bullied into it. What? Uh, I don't like to be, like, a lead character when I'm directing. Uh, I think it comes off as narcissistic, and, like, we all know that indie filmmaker stereotype where, you know, they're the writer, they're the director, they're the star, they're the cool guy. I don't want to be that. Like, sometimes, like, I got hired to make Captain Z, and the producer wanted to be be one of the co-leads. I'm like, okay, you're paying for it, so I get it. For the Carousel, I was like, I don't want to act! I just want to direct! Uh, wrote the script, I wrote Joe to be, like, I wrote Joe to be my favorite character. I loved Joe. Aline Isley said, you should be Joe. This is perfect. This is exactly the character you play. I'm like, I don't want to act in this movie. Scott Lewis, my cinematographer and editor, said, you got to be Joe. This is you. You got to be Joe. Like, I don't want to fucking be Joe. <laughs> and then Rob Steinbach, the financer who paid for the entire movie, said, hey, so you're going to be Joe, right? And I said, yes, sir. Yes, I am. Of course I am. Because he had the money but hey they were all right so
2: it turned out to be awesome man (laughs) it was
0: the role that you were i I feel like that was meant for you it was it was uh it was a fun
2: role thank you so that is pete's pizza real no absolutely not Pete's Pizza is a complete
1: invention by us Uh, it's named after a character I played in an older feature film everyone must die the original tagline that Aline Isley pitched was Pete's Pizza, Pete doesn't work here anymore because Pete died in that movie but then I pitched the 42nd best in the county which is 100 times funnier I will die on that hill
2: (laughs) it was good old Joe and then finally when he realized, like, you're hitting on me, he's like, wait a second. Are you hitting on me? Like, there's so many times, like, have you ever seen those posts and stuff like that? Uh-oh. Where, like, something's going on and it takes them, like, years later to realize, oh, shit, like, this person was hitting on me. Like, yeah, when you he wake said, up in the
1: middle of the night.
2: Yes, that dumb moment, when that <laughs> movement, or Jesus, moment. When he's like, wait a second. All night you've been saying this shit to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, um... The other character that was uh, really funny was uh, sorry, my son is dumping <laughs> his Legos. Uh, there goes. <laughs> uh, but the the other the other character that I liked a lot uh, was the uh, was uh, was Preston the uh, the uh, well my tiny uni, but I mean yes, I feel like he's analogous to a Brony. I want yeah, of a corn. I brought yeah. A corn. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I, that was that was a character idea I had. Cause like what I what we often do is we'll come up with like the plot, then we'll come up with a list of characters and put them into the plot. And that character was mine. It was like, I want to take this jock douchebag bully from like 80 slasher movies that usually would be like the complete jerk throughout the whole film. But I want him to get bullied because he's into something not traditionally masculine. Uh, So, like, he's an asshole for, like, the first three minutes you see him, and then he is basically the victim the rest of the movie. Another lesson of don't be an asshole. Like Like, don't be a piece of shit. And he was, and he was punished for it.
2: And how he tried to cover up him being an asshole and being, like, outed for watching, like, My Little Unicorn or My Little Pony was, like, he just yelled, I roofied her earlier. Like that any better than fucking liking My Little Pony? Would rather be known as
1: a rapist (laughs) than be known as watches My Tiny Uni. Oh, don't mind
2: her. (laughs) I was fucking reading her earlier. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) what? I gotta say, when that uh, when Duke showed up, like that party for like that montage of party, like holy shit! Like you would think that Duke would have, you know, realized a. Maybe this little bastard isn't that bad. But then he got right back on focus and decided to murder people. Good for him.
1: No, he's Stay a soldier. He gave, a, he gave himself a mission.
2: Yes. Little <laughs> bastard kid. This is- Which I wanted...
0: Uh, sorry. Um, I wanted to ask. I mean, I've watched... I don't know if you've watched, but uh, like Charlie the Unicorn or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, yeah. I felt like Duke had like, Charlie the Unicorn kind of vibes to him.
1: We we definitely know Charlie the Unicorn, and we we were making Charlie the Unicorn references from time to time, but it wasn't, okay. like, a direct inspiration. It wasn't like we, we were like, this is going to be Charlie the Unicorn. Yeah, My yeah. inspiration for Duke was, this is Old Snake from Metal Gear Solid 4. That's who I took inspiration from okay, for the okay. character of Duke. Uh, but, it's not, but, like, we aren't going to, like, pretend that we're on an island. Like, yeah, we know Charlie the Unicorn, and there's definitely some comparisons to be had. With the characters and especially the performance,
0: I because mean, I caught a few of those. Like <laughs> he's got that, um, like that, like, that Bronx or like New York mm-hmm. accent, and uh, like, and just his whole demeanor. Like it was, like I caught a little bit of it. It wasn't like so direct. It was just like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I kind of
2: see it. Yeah. yeah, I think even the opening scene when it was Duke talking, but it was showing all the characters. I was like, Who, which one of these motherfuckers are Duke? And then it finally <laughs> clicked in my mind. Like, oh fuck, Duke's the. Unicorn, obviously. <laughs> that one got me, too. And then, you know, I don't cry very often. Like, have you ever seen the movie, uh, what, Best of the Best? When Daehan gives his medal to fucking Tommy Lee? That made me yes. cry. But then, when Joe the Delivery Guy and Cowboy Cool died, it teared me up, Ran, I was really fucking sad. When both of them I died, I was that. like, no! <laughs> <laughs> How could yeah. you? You know? It was a... Uh, Really got connected and attached to those guys, especially Cowboy Cool. Usually, I'm not a fan of cowboys, you know, but Cowboy Cool, he's just too cool. He was; it was too official, <laughs> and his time was too his time was too soon, man. Too soon, Joe or Cowboy <laughs> Cool, you know, because like he comes back. You know, what was the great the the best part too was when yeah, Cowboy was Cool fun. realized that Duke was gone mm-hmm. as they started going through and. He found his goddamn guns and shit inside the ball pit. Like, all I could think about was like in that movie, what is it? Don't Mess the Zohan, where like all of a sudden there's like grenades in like the French fryer and there's like all this random ass shit hidden everywhere. Like, this guy just has a briefcase full of weapons inside of a little kid's ball pit that he has just in case Duke ever gets out. Like, those yeah, little details, again. Like that was that didn't... was
1: a joke that wasn't in the script because we didn't know we were shooting the amusement park scene at the time of writing. <laughs> and we got there, and I saw the ball pit, and I said, hey, that's where Cowboy Cole keeps his gun. That's
2: so messed my <laughs> <up. laughs> kid can't find that thing. That's, that's <laughs> Like, it's those. Like, that's the detail thing where somebody's like, wait a second, what the hell? Like, what happens if <laughs> the kid found that shit? You're just like, oh, good luck. Well, then, I guess they it. didn't.
0: So, yeah. You is, win.
2: everyone everywhere else in
0: the ball pit, but there.
2: Yeah. It passes and, to I mean, the next person. It's like the, found, uh, the green
0: lantern ring.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you found a way to make the uh, the ball pit more dangerous than it actually is cuz those things always creep me out cuz they're like just a disease filled pit uh, of
2: plastic. Yeah. My god. <laughs> My god. No, everything, you know, we really enjoyed it and then um me personally, uh, I didn't know there was a as Hell too until yes. when I went to play it, and then like you know when like instant like there's a little pop-up screen before you play the stuff. it's yeah, like be to to so
1: bad at that it always covers up my post-credit scenes. So many people miss them because they don't because *Tubby* moves on to the next film too fast.
2: Oh, dude! I think that we did a a binger where we finished number one. They were like, "All right, well, let's go again." Oh, yeah. <laughs> they start watching number two right after it, Do you know? Which uh, I was like
0: looking at the characters and I was wondering if, uh, who was it? It was, um, I want to say Katrina? Yes. Was she supposed to be a type of character kind of like the main character from the first one? She's yeah, we kind of did
1: like a flip a bit because, well, writing the Nazis was a tightrope for me um because like i don't want to make nazis i don't want people to empathize with fucking nazis but like but it's a comedy so i need to at least go a little bit into that like hogan's hero nazi dipshit caricature
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) uh
1: so we took some kind of inspiration from like well let's take a couple character archetypes from the first movie as a foil, so now these evil characters, like now we got another woman that is always on her phone all the time, except she's actually uses it effectively, and okay, it's like yeah. We're good with the phone. Or you know, we got a a guy that takes his job too seriously with Klaus, except he takes it really too seriously to the point where he has multiple lives and
2: full backstories. It was awesome, except he just couldn't pull it off. Well, I mean, I guess he did pull it off. He did, yeah. You no. Know? It took a while, but yeah, he. It was hilarious too, man. Like, great movies. Great, which I
0: I love that. Like, when Klaus introduces himself to anybody, he's got to tell you his entire backstory because you need to know that first.
1: Yes,
2: you do. We have to
1: know that he's an American.
2: It's like, no one, will, no one will suspect
1: a thing if you have an entire history.
2: Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Everybody who's a vegan says that too. Hey, I'm a vegan. <laughs> what's going on? Like, you have to let the world know it. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah. All right? <laughs> but um, with this now, I know I tried to take some notes before you were saying. But that was kind of me cheating. Um, You mentioned Shingles the movie, so we usually ask, like, is there stuff or a movie or a couple movies that you would suggest us watching? You know.
1: Well, I mean, my entire library is on Tubi. Um, I do have my own digital subscription service if you want, like, permanent access to them digitally, stevebuster.com. It's, like, three bucks a month for just my movies, or five bucks a month for all of my bonus features and my really old stuff that I don't sell anymore. Um, all my physical stuff is at no, silverspotlightfilms.com. And if you liked Carousel 1 and 2, um, I mean, those are pro- I mean, those are my favorite movies that I've made, so it's hard to say. Uh... I only shot it in two days for three hundred dollars, but Amityville Christmas Vacation has been making some waves that that I released uh, to streaming and physically in fall of twenty twenty two. That is currently uh, I don't know if I won by the time this episode goes up, but the I've been nominated for a, a chainsaw award by Fangoria in the best Amityville movie category. So I'm I picked the best year to make an Amityville movie, I guess. <laughs> That's
2: um, awesome. Like I said. Shoot us over an email and let us know, and we will promote the shit out of it for the next, what, day, two days, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah, let us two days, and then the voting's over.
2: Well, they better get on Uh, it.
1: But, uh, so, Amityville Christmas Vacation. um, Captain Z is an older one. Uh, that's from twenty fourteen, but it's another like actual like we had a budget similar to Karis Hell. It was someone else's idea. It was the producer's idea, and he hired me to write and direct his script. But I still think it's a fun movie. I, I am still proud of it. It's still kind of it still feels like a Steve Rodzinski movie. I would say. So if you want something a little bit more higher quality, probably Captain Z. Um, and then it's coming soon. You know, hopefully by the time this episode goes up, it'll be finished, and the clients that hired me to make their movie are selling it but shingles the movie is the biggest movie i've ever made in my life it is based wow. on a book series called shingles which is a parody of goosebumps it's a bunch of these you know guys and gals that write this entire series there's like 50 books in the series they have so many fans they have their own convention every year that people fly to from all over the world it's nuts it blew me away um but they gave me a the, the bunch of the movies like over fifty thousand dollars. it's five books
2: uh
1: three main stories with like a wraparound sequence that's inspired by Are You Afraid of the Dark? It has the most characters, the most locations, the most stuff going on. And I cannot wait for it to be done because I'm so tired of working on it. But I think it's turning out really, really fun and really, really good. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to enjoy in this flick when it does eventually come out. I don't know what their long-term plan, but it's on its way. So keep an eye out. Shingles the movie. The trailer's on my YouTube channel right now. There's some sneak peeks on Steve Buster. But Throw I think that's what want to keep there. an eye on.
2: Throw your YouTube channel out there.
1: I I, I don't remember what my YouTube channel is. No. It's for <laughs> Steve Rosinski. And I, I, I forget if it's actually my name or if it's like some old screen name <laughs> that I used to have. But if you search Steve Rosinski on YouTube, you'll find it.
2: Because I do right. use
1: my real name on there. Um, I did do a, a franchise of talking cat movies that were family films. A Meowy Christmas, a Meowie Halloween, a Meowie St. Patrick's Day and a Meowie Christmas vacation. 3 and 4 are one singular film on Tubi just to become a feature length. And uh, and hopefully next month we'll be starting the Kickstarter for
2: Carousel 3. No way. Uh,
1: I would like to try the best that I can to shoot it this year and get it released by the end of the year so the Carousel 3 can come out in 2023.
0: I'll definitely check that out.
2: Yes, for sure. Especially, hopefully. Um, Yeah, so you have everything already written for it. Now you're just waiting it to go Start oh, working yeah, the,
1: on it. The script's written. We started the casting process, especially for the biggest casting decision we had to make thus far was the new villain, because we got a great new villain for this one uh, Usagi. She's a carousel rabbit.
2: <laughs> uh, By any chance, I don't know if you can answer this or not. Are you going to be in the movie?
1: Well, did, did you watch the mid-credits scene of two?
0: Uh, I missed it. No, I'm pretty sure we did. Did we? I missed.
2: I might have missed it. Okay, so well, never mind. <laughs> go back, and we'll go back, and we'll double check that one. Then
1: Nah, fuck him. He's the one that missed it. I'm gonna yeah. spoil the shit out of it for him.
2: <laughs> well, I no, mean, I'm pretty sure that we watched it. But I mean,
1: the mid credit scene is that we get, we cut to some manic, insane ramblings as there's a bunch of newspaper clippings about Duke's journey. Over the past several years, and then you see a photo of Oda Barkmeyer on the table, and Cowboy Cool's gun, and someone grabs the gun, and it's Joe with an eye patch. Oh,
2: uh, all right, yeah. Now All that's right. Good. Okay, now let's bring him back. All right. There is also right. okay.
1: that's the mid credit scene, Anthony. There's I also mean, a post credit scene to two, which is also going to be important for three. That you might want to check out. I'm
0: going to have to check that out. I mean, I. Uh, we were drinking, so...
2: Yes, I'd say in, in Anthony's defense, like, I'm a really... Like, I'm a really good... Uh, if there was a, a profession, like a peer pressure person, <laughs> like, I would be that one, you know? Like, I try to get as much alcohol into Anthony's system and my system with it. No, we usually do about one, two, three, four drinks in a movie. Like, rough, rough drinks, you know? But then sometimes... Okay. Sometimes we uh, take a break and just we're like, OK, let's start it back up. And they're like, no, hold on a second. We got to talk about, you know, did you see the new Acura NSX that came out? And then we just sit there and drink. And I was like, oh, shit, let's get another drink and then hurry up and start the episode again. So um, I I'll, I'll get- yes,
1: I can I can answer your question, uh, especially because by the time. By the time this episode goes up, the Kickstarter I think will be up. It might not be yet, but um, the the teaser trailer is going to answer your question anyway. Joe mm. is in Carousel Three. Hell Joe yeah. is the o- other lead of the film. Um, now I, I'll say this: so so when we made we're making Carousel One, Carousel Two was already on paper, like not the screenplay, but like the entire outline, the characters, the plot, what was happening we knew exactly what Carousel 2 was going to be when we were shooting Carousel 1. Carousel 3, we had an idea. Like, we always wanted to do this trilogy. We had, like, the themes of Duke's arc for each film. But the original ideas for Carousel 3 were different at the time. And we weren't super married to them. We were like, let's make two first, and then we'll worry about three. Um, But this is the only time that I have changed a story... Because of the fans. Because I can't tell you how many goddamn people since 2016 has said, can you bring back Joe? Can you bring back Joe? Joe's not dead. Joe's not dead. Joe can come back. Joe, 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 Joe. And I went years being like, shut the fuck up. Joe's dead. I don't want to be Joe. But I got beaten down to the point where instead I became the Joker and said, okay, Joe's back. But you are going to be happy about it! So Joe's nope. personality is the Ben Affleck Batman from Batman v Superman. He is insane. He is consumed by rage. And he is not fun. He's not funny. He just wants to kill Duke. That is his entire reason to exist now. But wow. we explore that with the themes in Hell, 3. If we do get to make it, the themes of, like... Duke realizes that he was wrong in the first film. Like he wasn't thinking straight. He didn't find realize who he was yet. And he made those mistakes. He killed people that didn't deserve it. Even Duke understands this. You still have to face the consequences for those actions. And that's what the purpose of Joe is. But at the same time, you can't let your past and your past decisions consume you. So that's what we're going to try to explore with Carousel 3. And so far, everyone that has read this script has not stopped sucking my dick about it. Uh, And that usually doesn't happen. Uh, So I guess I finally wrote a good one, which is going to be seen by a niche number of my fans that already a niche number of people saw the first film.
2: No, that's, you know, like I said, it was was super sad when Joe died the first time. And now it's going to come back. But to defend... There's going to be a
1: scene that's going to make you sob.
2: No, if you no. cry to
1: Joe, like, getting killed, you're going to fucking sob it. Because I was crying when I wrote the scene.
2: We're not going to have video. Chair. We're not going to have video that <laughs> 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 You know, but I think that if you go back to Carousel 1, I think that Duke had justified for every single person that he killed. Like, Well, sure. Well, You know, 100 well, line.
1: There's even a line that Joe has in the third film. Like, I'm not going to spoil the entire thing, but, like, there's a line that outright says, like, I forget exactly what it was, but verbatim it's just like, yeah, these people were assholes, but they didn't deserve to die
2: for it. I mean, he could have been doing nice stuff. Like those bro. <laughs> those bros are like, I wish we could die together. He's like, alright, you're never going to get this chance again. Oh, yeah,
1: he granted their wish, absolutely. That was a good deed.
2: <laughs> you know, the little boy, he, for sure, was just an asshole. The guy, I mean, who hasn't had a set of ninja stars and wanted to throw them at somebody?
1: Absolutely. Right? It see, happens to all of
2: us. You see, there was just an accident. He wasn't being I mean, mean. I mean, that <laughs> is part
1: of what I was trying to do. You know, I, I want the movie to be fun. I want it to be a good time. And I want... Duke is the hero. That's the point. You're not supposed to like the other characters except for maybe Joe. Like, you're supposed to, like, cheer when they die. Yeah. But that's kind of my point with the rest of the series and kind of a lot of horror is just, like... You wouldn't really do that. Right? Like, yeah. none of these people were deserving of an execution if we really think about it. It's fun, but why? They did uh, throw so, that well,
2: cheese platter away. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: don't worry. Lunchbox, it didn't go to waste. Lunchbox took well, care yeah, of it. Yeah, that
2: gross ass kid dug in the garbage and ate him, remember? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Every time Anthony comes over, like, I've got. So, I've got a. Uh, three brothers and so there's four of us together right so there's four ninja turtles so i've got a bunch of ninja turtle weapons that's hiding in my house and every time anthony comes over he's like are your ninja toys away and i was like yeah you know because he's tired of getting hit with swords and nunchucks and fucking size (laughs) so but no that's awesome man i'm really excited that's gonna be real fun
1: hopefully hopefully we get to make it you know like i said we gotta do a Kickstarter. I, I need to make sure that the fans want it.
2: Where are you? Uh, I don't know if there's, if you can plug that Kickstarter. Like if you,
1: if, if you go to carousel.com, that's what I did for carousel too. Like we own the carousel.com URL. Usually it takes you to the silver spotlight films, like store okay. page, but whenever with the Kickstarter, we shifted to the carousel.com. We'll take you directly to the Kickstarter page. We did that for two. I'll do that again for three. So
2: that's awesome, man. I hope it worked. Let us. Yeah. If there's Definitely. anything, yeah, when we stop recording, we'll get a bunch more information from you. Absolutely. Wow.
1: Right.
2: No, wow. so. I think that's all I've got. You know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we've
0: asked our major questions. Yeah, the the burning questions. <laughs> we've asked them. Yeah. So very important. Yeah. But thank you for talking to us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. I'm
1: glad yeah. you enjoyed both films. You know, I'm glad you got a kick out of them. I hope that you mm-hmm. continue enjoying whatever else of mine that you start watching.
2: Oh, we Absolutely. took the notes. We took the notes, man. Like, it's funny. Like, I've said it. Anthony and I, we probably start out, like, when our when we first started our podcast with, like, you know, a notes that's, like, this long of a list of movies. And we're like, dude, we can hope we can find, like, other movies before we run out, you know? And then yeah. we started interviewing other, like, people. And they're just, like, oh, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. And now yeah. it's to the point where our list is like super long, but it's because of producers and everybody and everybody that we're talking to and talking and asking of what else do you suggest? What else do you suggest? These are the ones that we're getting, you know, the the good movies where I think we start out saying, Oh, all the Hulu in the dark movies for sure. We'll do those. And we've touched what two or three of those two, <laughs> and I don't it's even think terrible.
0: I was on one of those. That was a uh, uh, that was a week I was, oh, yeah. I was in Disneyland.
2: Yeah. So we've had that, but then we talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, this one. Now this one. Now this one." So for sure, we're going to have to look at the ones that you suggested because they just sound awesome. Well, thank you. So, thank you. Yeah. If we do do, you know, we'd love to have you on another episode. So, sure. yeah. If there's anything...
1: I'd love to be back. You know, ask me any any question you have about the, the movie, about the plot, about the world.
2: Right. I am an
1: insane person that has answers for almost everything.
2: See, uh, awesome. Especially
1: because especially because all of my movies take place in the same universe. Except for two of them. <laughs> yep. So uh, Axe and Ax Cares Hell 1. That's his third appearance hmm. in my movies.
2: Oh, wow. All right.
1: Um... The pizza girl in Carousel 2, that was the Joe joke for Pete's Pizza. She was actually first in Meowth St. Patrick's Day. Whiskers the cat orders all of her pizzas from Pete's Pizza. The same Pete's Pizza.
2: What would you do if in your town somebody opened up a Pete's Pizza? Would you tell them to get the hell out of there? I mean,
1: I I would talk to my lawyer to see if there's something I could do to get some financial compensation for that, especially if they're using the logo. If it's just like a Pete's Pizza, I can't do shit. That's some guy's name.
2: Uh, (laughs) But I would also shoot
1: in front of that place and be like, yeah, see, I installed this location because I'm a big budget movie. Just
2: post (laughs) up and play your movie nonstop in front of it and be like, this is where it came from. You guys are welcome. You know, you'd better get some kind of, uh, what, royalties for Pete's, right? Yeah, for Pete's. Sons of bitches. <laughs> we're already pissed off at him. that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> they don't we exist. Know. <laughs> we know one of you bastards is going to try to do that. And when you do, we're, gonna, we're not going to be happy about it. It's like doing the arguments in the shower. And it's like, oh, I yeah. should have said this. Yeah, we're getting ready for it. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's all we've got before I, well anything I, yeah. I gotta ask because you, yeah.
1: you just dropped a bomb Uh-oh. what's your favorite what's your favorite Disneyland attraction <clears throat>
0: um okay so I love pirates of the Caribbean
1: classic but right Walt well worked on
0: yeah like I've loved that since I was a kid um i love the old one love the new one I'm okay mm-hmm. with all the changes it's all good uh my favorite Disney land area moment. Okay, so this story. My wife was so pissed at me because she doesn't like heights. Okay. And I I remember the Tower of Terror, which we Mm. went to the new one, it's the Avengers Guardians Guardians Breakout. Um, Took my son on there. He's three. And and she was like asking, like how how bad is the fall on this ride? And it's like, well, I don't know if your kid's gonna be all right. And it's like, like I know my son, like he's, right. he's yeah. a tough guy; he doesn't cry. Um, and so like he was he was comforting my wife during yeah, that ride, and she was so mad at me because she because I didn't tell her what the ride was was about.
2: I mean, with a That's name a like that, you would have just assumed. Yeah, <laughs> but you know.
1: That's okay. Okay. Uh, my, my wife is a huge fan of roller coasters and I am not (laughs) sometimes to be a supportive husband. I will go on some of them and I hate, I hate them so much, so much. There's a, there's one photo that we paid to own from Knott's Berry farm. And it's the it's the like the launch coaster, the one where you go from like zero oh, to sixty five in a few seconds. Yeah. And yes. the photo, you can see me making the first syllable of the word shit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a wonderful photo. I was terrified the whole time. I was screaming, "Fuck you! I hate you! I hate you! I'm this gonna die! Real. Fuck off! This is fucking terrible!" And she's laughing the whole time. She enjoys my pain.
2: But it's the women, <laughs> man. So my brother and I. When we were younger, we born and raised in San Diego, and we went to, I don't remember where we went, but it was a, a ride, and I think it was called like the Pilot or something like that, but it has the center beam like this, and then it has these two things like the looks like a T on top of it, right? And then on each end, it has an egg, and then it's mm-hmm. just a two-seater, so only four people could get on the ride at a time. So uh, when we were younger, we were afraid to go upside down, and we're like, hey, we don't want to go upside down. So the guy's like, okay, put the pin in and then you won't go upside down. But we put the pin in and then it locked it in place. So when it went up to the top to rotate, we were locked in place upside down and our fucking seat belt weren't on. So we fell out of our fucking seat. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Cave. Yes. <laughs> so that was when I was like really, really young. And so from there, like I hated roller coaster and going upside down, and everything like that. But then in eighth grade, there's this girl. Of course, and she's like, "Hey, let's go on this roller coaster." And I was like, "Oh fuck, it has a loop de loop in it." Like, yeah. but oh, I can't back out because it's this chick that wants to go with me. So, because of that girl, I love roller coasters, man. Going upside down, loop de loops, everything like that.
1: I mean, I understand when girls are watching. There's different rules. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. So, because of her, yeah, I don't want to. If she's listening, she probably knows who she is. But then she started spreading rumors about us that like we we're doing more stuff than what we were actually doing. I was like, "Yo, we're like in eighth grade, like we can't be doing all this stuff." I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But yeah, because of her and all the roller coasters that she made me go on that day, it was a it was a great time for the rest of my life. I've loved roller coasters, but
1: well, well, my position has not changed.
2: <laughs> uh, I
1: I will fly a plane. Uh, I love flying, but I can I hate roller coasters, dude.
2: The only one that we didn't go on Knott's Berry, that one that almost goes like straight vertical up, and then it instantly just like loops like this, then goes almost. I think it even does. Yeah, that's the one
1: that I swore about.
2: Oh, is it there? There's two of them. That is it blue? Oh,
1: I mean, I I don't remember if it was blue. I was too busy crying.
2: That boom, even that one—it didn't even look sturdy. But, no, but no, the launch.
1: But no, the launch one is straight up, and then you go straight down.
2: Oh, dude, that one—and that's the whole ride. But God <laughs> no. damn, yeah. All right, now you can yell. Now everybody knows <laughs> how pissed we are, or what we would do for the significant other ones. Yes, but would they do it for us? If they're just like, "No, I don't want to go on that ride. No, come with us. No, you're just like, really? Even though I want to ride with you. <laughs> See. Cheated.
1: Hey, hey, that's 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 what a relationship should be. You know, you do stuff that you maybe no, don't want to do for your significant other, and they should be doing the same for you.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Steve, we touch on all <laughs> the yeah. points. This is a life. I, Marvel, I, I ride
1: movie. some roller coasters. Makes her happy. I watch Batman v Superman for the thirty seventh time. She deals with it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Over the summer, my uh, my son and I watched every single Marvel's Marvels movie. Every single one, and my wife's like, "Okay, I'll sit here and watch it with you." And I was like, "Damn, all right." There was That's like 87, a lot. 87 movies. I swear to God, it was something like seven hundred and thirty hours. So you're like caught up, caught up now. Oh, we're a hundred percent caught up. I'm behind you, and you've met my wife. She's not yeah. super into. I mean, she likes Spider Man, you know. But we can say stuff like this, and because, yeah, but. Anyways, yeah, we'd love to have you back on, man. Uh, yeah, we had a great time. I really appreciate, yeah, we always it you know, appreciate you taking your time out of your day and, you know, meeting with us. I like, really appreciate it, man.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me on. You know, thanks for liking the movies, you know, of course. telling other people to watch my movies. Yes. Uh, and always, always enjoy talking about some other stuff like Disneyland or our significant <laughs> others. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a fun time honestly. Uh so for your listeners at home, I said in the middle of the episode I will be a carney again. So best way to support me, number one best way, buy the physical media, buy the DVDs or buy the Blu-rays silverspotlightfilms.com. All of my movies are on there. You got all the Blu-rays, all the DVDs. You got some nice collections on there. Like the Everyone Must Die collection is like four movies on one Blu-ray. But you also got you got the Kara's Hell deck-building game. You got the Meowie expansion to the deck-building game, the Shingles deck-building game, which is compatible with the Kara's okay. Hell deck-building game. What? Uh, wow. Yep. It's a great deck-building game. If you do have Tabletop Simulator for Steam, you can search for Kara's Hell, the deck-building game, and try it out for free if you want. Um... But that's a cool thing. I used to have a vinyl album, but they didn't sell. So I got rid of the last ones, and that's off the store. Uh, But there's some posters. But you know what? Times are tough. No one's getting paid what they're worth. I get it. Second best way to support me is stevebuster.com. You know, streaming pays, like, like prime streaming pays one single penny. Tubi, I think, pays like a nickel per hour streamed. And that's before Film Hub takes their cut. You know, or if someone has a distributor, that's before the distributor takes their cut. So stevebuster.com. Three bucks a month, you can watch all my movies and then unsubscribe. I don't care because that's still worth like hundreds of views on Tubi or on Prime yeah. Video. Uh, and they're YouTube—they're unlisted YouTube links. Most of them are in 4K. Most of them have captions. You can bookmark the movie links after you unsubscribe. I don't care. Just please don't share them. That's all I ask.
2: Don't be dicks and share it.
1: And you know what, if you don't have a few bucks, if times are real tough, or simply you want to try my stuff out before giving me money, I understand, as I did say, all of my feature films are on Tubi TV. Tubi is a great streaming service. They do pay me the most of the streaming services at the very least. Um, So, you know, give my stuff a try on Tubi. If you like it, then you can consider subbing to Steve Buster for a month or buying a DVD or what have you. But those are the best ways to support me legally. Don't go in any torrents. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs>
0: right. I like the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sold.
2: I'm sold.
1: I have a mortgage, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got bills.
1: <laughs>
0: I got
2: bills to pay. <laughs> right?
0: All, all right, money. man. Well, thank all you right. again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on all major podcast networks and YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.